Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman, and I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News, presented by The Harrier. And today we have a very special episode, super exciting episode, you could say. First one of 2022. Welcome to all of our new listeners, and welcome back to everyone who has been listening for a while Crazy to think that we're back here, started this off in October of 2020, and we're already in 2022. It feels like just a minute ago we were looking into the 2020 year. But um, So today, I want to go over the, the eight things that track and field needs for the 2022 season. So we're going to be going over these things that I believe this, our sport really needs to see. And to preface what I mean by that, these aren't just pipe dream things that I want to happen. These aren't things that I would like to see but don't believe could be completed this year. These are all things that can can be done within this calendar year. These are things that we could see before December uh, 31st. And so, no, I'm not – there. The, for example, something that I would like to see, I'd like to see in high, a high school all-star meet where it is the East Coast versus the West Coast in a high school-style dual meet. I'd really like to see it in college as well. But I know that's not going to be able to happen by the time this 2022 season is over. That needs more planning. And so, for example, things like that are not going to be on this list because those are things that would take more time and more effort and is not going to happen by 2022. So... Let's get it started, why don't we? So the first thing that I would like to see in track and field this year in 2022, we need to see more NFL players racing in the 100-meter dash. So this past season, we saw DK Metcalf, wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, compete in his first ever race as a quote-unquote professional. He ran in high school, and then he ran this year. And I believe he ran a 10-3 in the 100 And he's not even considered one of the fastest athletes in the NFL. And yes, he did come in last. And yes, he was expected to come in last and and did end up doing that. But he did run a lot faster than we thought. And so my thought is, hey, if DK Metcalf is running 10 threes, only imagine what one of these top-level football players could run. Like, I know the the big name is Tyreek Hill and Usain Bolt. That's the race that everybody wants to see. And I hope that we get that race. I hope for the sake of track and field, if I am anyone that has power in USATF or in world athletics, I am doing every single thing that I can to get Tyreek Hill to race against Usain Bolt. I'm spending all the money. I'm using all of our marketing push. Whatever Tyreek Hill needs, whatever Usain Bolt needs for appearance fees, whatever it's going to be, give it to him. Because that's the type of push we're going to need for track and field. And yes, you're going to have a lot of people listening to this saying, wait, but that's taken away from the, the purity of the sport and you're, you're getting people to watch for all the wrong reasons. Well, well, nobody's watching for the right reasons right now, so change it up. You know what I mean? I mean, when if you look back at that race that happened, what was it, in mid-July or mid-June of 2021, that was one of the most discussed track and field races we've ever seen of all time. I was on, if you go back and look up the ESPN highlights or the Spot Fox F- FS1 or ES, like you know, Sports Center, all of that, 
all of the pro major programs were talking about DK Metcalf running this race. And this was the this is the only time outside of the race with Shakari Richardson that we actually saw major programs talking about track and field because it doesn't happen ever. And so I think we need, not I think, I know we need to have more of these races where we have big names thinking they can test the speed in track and field and going head to head against some of these top level athletes. I think that would be a fantastic idea. And I would love to see more of this happen. We saw DK Metcalf. He mentioned like, yeah, hope this opens up a door for more athletes to do it this year. And so now that we've had somebody do that, we've had somebody compete. I would not be surprised if we're going to start to see more people coming in this year. So that's something that we're going to need to see in 2022 for sure. And then my second thing that track and field is going to need to happen, uh, we need sports betting to be at a more major part of our sport, you could say. So right now, the only times that sports betting is really involved is in the Olympics. I saw it this past year for the Olympics. It had a, a big thing. You could bet on pretty much any any race for who the winner is going to be, who uh, somebody's going to medal or not. And a few times throughout the year, I think maybe once I saw a like prop bet for being able to, this is on DraftKings. saw a, a bet saying that will Mondo Duplantis win. And of course he was going to win. This is like back in 2020. And so we, it, it's not a big thing. And if you're in a state that doesn't have sports betting, it's not allowed then I can understand where you may not know what's going on. Or if you're in a country that doesn't allow sports betting, you may not know what's going on. But in the U.S. and a lot of these sports, major revenue is generated from having people betting on who they think winners are going to be, what times people are going to, what times people are going to run, how many points teams are going to score, things like that. And a lot of money is made for the sports, and a lot of viewership is gained because people are watching these teams play and they want to see if they're going to win their $10 or lose their $10. And there is no real league. There's no partnership currently with any major sports book and a track and field organization. So if I'm USATF or if I'm any of these major track and field uh, organizations, the first thing on my mind is to create a partnership with one of these sports books, with FanDuel, with DraftKings, with Barstool Sports with Bet BetMGM, Caesar, whatever it is, like create a partnership there because you're going to have a monopoly and it's going to start to drive more viewership for your meets. I don't know why they haven't thought of this. It's it seems like the easiest thing in my mind, and more people are going to watch regardless of your feeling on sports betting. So many people just aren't fans of betting in general, think that it's a bad idea, and I can understand that. It's something that a lot of people have had adverse effects to with their life, and things might have they might have a gambling addiction and become an issue. I understand that. Like that's that's a valid point, and it's going to it's it's a, it's a difficult line to balance. I also recognize that a lot of people do enjoy it, and it boosts viewerships for those events. Many of my friends, so, uh, a small secondhand example, but many of my friends this year, they don't watch track and field. When they saw that they could bet on the Olympics, they're like, Colin, who, sh who should we bet to win? Who do you think is going to win the hurdles? Who do you think is going to win you know, the 100, yada, yada, yada? And with that, they're watching the sport more. Do you think it's going to happen if this is going on throughout the year? Of course so. 
So let's see more sports betting. I'd love to see a partnership between a USATF or, you know, American Track League or any of these other various track leagues. Love to see it, and I think it's a possibility to make a lot of money. Uh, next thing that I would like to see in the track and field world, and that is, this is actually from MJP TV. This is a suggestion for him. Uh, if you're interested in getting suggestions added to the show, um, request an addition onto my close friends feed on Instagram. We post different polls, interactive posts, and you can actually have an opportunity to be on a future episode. Uh, but you got to be part of the, the close friends group, part of our inside lane. And so this was part of that. So MJPTV suggested uh, saying that Shikari is going to win a major meet. And so I took that as something that is Diamond League or above. And so she's won, I guess the, ma the most major meet that she's won would be the national championship. And then I suppose you could say it, it would have been the USAs with the Olympic trials, but that obviously like didn't count. So that would have been her biggest win. But she doesn't have a major, a major win yet and unfortunately hasn't been able to make a team due to her not being able to compete in the Olympics. But I think yeah, I think we can definitely see it. I mean, the world's – I'm interested to see what she'll be doing indoors, if she's going to be even doing that. And then she definitely has an opportunity to make it to the outdoor team with the 200 and the 100. I think the 100 is going to be a better bet. 200 will be a little bit more difficult. But you can definitely make a U.S. A US team in the 100, obviously. I mean, she won the Olympic trials last year, for goodness sake. So – I would love to see that as well, and I think there's a really good opportunity for her to do it this year. I hope that she has a breakout season. Seeing how well the Jamaicans did this past year, I'm sure it's only fueling her fire for wanting to become uh, a better athlete for sure. And then the next one, this is also a suggestion from our inside lane. This is from Gabe for Prez. He said, more head-to-head -head matchups. And so... The What I took of that is that we want to see more of these matchups that Grant Holloway and Rye Benjamin are talking about, where they're going to do a 200 in uh, a 200 meter hurdle race uh, or the four by eight for the for Great Britain and USA or DMR for Kenya and uh, what was it Kenya and Norway, like seeing these head to head matchups of either relays or individuals competing against each other in either odd races like that 200 or in their, you know, given race, whatever that might be. And I would love to see that because there are opportunities to have these big time athletes that are part of our sport to compete in these different races, especially early on in the season where things don't really matter if you're competing in April or if you're competing you know, in, in January or February, you have a lot of races that you can do. And I'm hoping that those two races go about. I mean, they, they were two of the most discussed things within the track and field community, that 200 meter race, because, uh, you know, you saw them going back and forth on Twitter. And you also saw the the back and forth on that relay uh, for Great Britain women's 4x8 and the USA 4x8 potential. We even saw a few of the athletes chiming in saying, yeah, let's do this. This will be so awesome. So let's put our money where our mouth is and actually do it, not just talk about it. So uh, I'm hoping that that's something that we, we do get to see moving forward. And then my fifth one for what I would like to see in track and field, that's going to be I want to see another professional league emerge. And I think that it's a possibility. We've seen a lot of different professional leagues start to claim that they're going to do something and then not actually come to fruition. 
the most successful track and field league that we've seen is the American Track League. They're the only one that has had multiple seasons, has shown to have big-time athletes compete, and has had even world records be able to, to go down. So that's the only one that we've seen actually be successful that has gone up within the last five years. I mean, there's probably three, four, five different leagues that had claimed that they were going to be going off and then just never happened. I mean, one that comes to mind is recently the, the track and field league that had a whole draft of like 10 rounds and they were promising almost half a million dollars worth of salary for the athletes, including almost another half million dollars in potential bonuses and a dual meet style uh, competition. And it looked like it was going to be something really cool. Um, and from some of the sources that I've been able to communicate with, that competition or that league is canceled, um, had a lack of funding and, and wasn't able to, to come to fruition, which is really, really unfortunate because it seemed like it had a lot of promise. And I mean, there's another, there's another league. There was a, the national track and field league that tried to get going uh, about three or four years ago that never came to fruition. There was the track town USA league that had a whole draft and, uh, another, you know, a whole bunch of thing that was supported by Nike and track town USA that never came to fruition. Uh, we have uh, this other league that's about to get started, the Canadian Track and Field League, which is supposed to be pretty much the exact same thing that this Track and Field League was. And we'll see how that happens. I mean, it's got 400 followers on Instagram right now, and they're starting up a league. I would love to see this work. Just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be a thing. Uh, I think that we can see another one come to fruition. I mean, my money is on the American Track League. They have the biggest following. They have the most notoriety. They're the only ones to be on an actual cable network with ESPN. And so, yes, they are, they're a smaller established name. I mean, they have 10K followers. I think that they can definitely grow and prove to be that, that thing that is going to be going up against many of these other Diamond League style things. And if I were these other professional leagues, I would try to create a partnership with the American Track League, seeing like, hey, look, there's not a lot of money in our sport. We see that you're doing really well. How can we support you still making our money, reaching our goals as well? That's what I would do. But who am I? Uh, and then the next thing that we have, so this is the sixth, the, the sixth thing that I would like to see in track and field this year. And that's going to be, we need to get a signature shoe. The, the fact that there are no signature shoes slash signature spikes in track and field to me is wild. It's outrageous because every other sport has it. If you go to the NBA, if you go to the NFL, like all these major sports have signature shoes. Even if you look at swimming, they have signature swimsuits with Michael Phelps and all of that. And there is none of that in track and field. Sure, there are athletes that sponsor, that are sponsored by different brands. And I remember, what was it, Trayvon Bermel? He had the, the spikes that had the little wind-up thing on the side, but they weren't called the Trayvon Bermel ones. It was just the spikes that he wore. And it was like, oh, yeah, these are the Bermel spikes. But we need a signature shoe. I mean, the, the money that is potentially in this opportunity like could be huge now this is probably one of the more outlandish ones because if they haven't started working on a signature shoe if they started today would it be able to be out by december 31st probably not but it's something that i wouldn't be surprised if there are athletes that are talking about this and wanting to get it done athlete that immediately comes to mind 
is Fred Curley. I mean, that dude is doing so much stuff when it comes to building a brand for himself. I mean, not only is he really invested in crypto and NFTs, I would not be surprised if he's already looking into something like a signature shoe because he just seems like that type of guy that one, could actually do it and pull it off. And two, seems like he would be interested in having something like this because he's mentioned he wants to be the first billionaire track and field athlete. And if you want to do that, signature shoe is going to help a lot. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's already in the works of, of doing something like that. Fred, if you're listening to this, um, love to love to test drive some of those sneakers, man. Uh, and then next one, so seven, so we have this one and then one more. This is something that it it really annoys me because it happens at all levels of track and field. And we need better meet directors, man. Like some of these meets, I don't know how they are getting organized. The fact that we have major championships that are organized in different ways flabbergasts me. Do not understand it at all. Like how in the heck are we going to have like an Olympic race going to be organized differently than a world championship race the very next year? Like how is the schedule of meets different? And so there are, I guess you could say three different types of track and field meets. Every other race, it's, they're all pretty much the same. And so there's, there's three races. And so there should be three formats of how we organize races, organize meets. One, there is the all-finals race. So this is your typical high school, you know, weekend race where there is only a final and it's a one-heat final and you go and you run and you do it and the race is completed in one day. Perfect. Then there is the one that has prelims. So if there is a first race and then there is a final race, that's another competition. This can be done in one day two day, but mostly two or three days. You see this with state championships. You see this with most college races and you'll see this with college finals as well. And then the final one would be bigger meets that have a prelim, a semi, and then a final. There are, I don't think there are any races or any competitions that have more than three rounds. It's, it's three rounds almost exclusively. Do the Olympic trials or the Olympics? Well, I guess the Olympics have in the 100, they'll have the opening round and then the prelim and then the semis and then the final, but otherwise it's, it's three rounds. And so with that, there should be three different organizations of three different things of how races are going to be done. Like every single meet that is a, a single final, this is how the, the races, the competitions are done. You know, in high school, that's how it is. Like every single individual race for high school pretty much all organized the same at least in your state and then it should be the same for every single day that is a you know a, a, a semis race it's all done the same as well and then every single major competition should be the same as well i don't know why we're moving these things around and making it so different athletes can't compete at the same time and this is something that world athletics needs to organize better usatf needs to organize better to me it seems so easy yet what are, what are we doing, guys? Let's let's get our stuff together so we don't have athletes having to figure out if they're able to do a double or not. If you have the organization the exact same, they'll know what races they can double in, they'll know which races they can't double in, and then they'll focus on those. So let's get that done. We don't want to have things changing around because, oh, is this person going to be able to run it or are they not? Like, no, you know what's happening. You can do it or you can't, and there you go. It'll, it'll allow for people to focus on better things. And then my last one that I have, uh, it's something that I've talked about a lot 
And that is I want to see a more development of rivalries in track and field. And so we saw our first really major rivalry this year with the Jamaican female sprinters and Shakari Richardson. Talked about her a lot. Sorry, she's the biggest name in track, so you're going to have to get used to it. But we saw that a lot this year with Shakari and having the rivalry with the Jamaicans, and it was like a legit rivalry too. Like even though they only raced against each other once, if you just looked at kind of the the things that they were subtweeting about each other and the questions they've been asked about each other on interviews and and yada yada yada, like you could tell that like there was a, there was a rivalry there, even though they only competed against each other once at that Prefontaine Classic, and Shakari Richardson didn't didn't show up too too highly it's it's something that i think track and field needs because a lot of people were talking about that moment uh i do look forward to this rye benjamin versus grant holloway kind of rivalry it's it it kind of is it's kind of not it's it's more like a friendly type thing because they don't compete in the same events and they're just doing this as kind of like a one-time a one-time thing it's not like rye benjamin's going down to the 100 hurdles or 110 hurdles and Benjamin and Holloway's going up to the the 400. That's not going to happen. So it's kind of a friendly rivalry. But I like to see some actual, you know, you know, head to head stuff. I mean, I know not all these athletes like each other. That's impossible. You can't like everyone. I know there are some people that these professional athletes are not a fan of, and I would like to see that kind of come out a little bit on the track, like whatever that might be. Obviously, you don't need to get insane and you know be an asshole but I know you don't like everyone I know this because I've talked to professional athletes before we've done a lot of interviews and I've asked a few quite a few of them hey what are what 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 can we get going uh what athletes are you fans of what athletes are you not fans of and people have mentioned oh yeah like this this runner or this jumper this thrower this vaulter this long whatever it is like I'm, I'm not a huge fan of them it's like okay well when you're at the line it looks like you are like <laughs> you don't see this with other sports like if you see tom brady get sacked by some lineman you know they're they're in their face going like oh yeah i just got you like we don't see that in track and i i wish we did because it would add another spice to things it also make my life a whole lot cooler because i get to talk about track and field drama of, yo did you see what this person did uh, after a race you know, they got one right in their face just like you know the Jerron flournoy thing which talked about we, that was the talk of the town for like two weeks in track and field the fact that he was like oh yeah oh yeah like uh, in Houston's face after the four by one, which by the way, if you want to hear that interview, uh, listen to that podcast. That was our last episode actually talked to Jerron Flournoy. And so those are things that I would like to see in track and field, like more rivalries and being able to actually have this discussion or have these debates of, of who's the best, who's not. And I think we had a little bit of that, uh, a couple years ago and, and in the eighties and the nineties, um, you know, Carl Lewis was, uh, one of those people we saw a lot of with that, and uh, Michael Johnson, we saw a lot of different rivalry things. You didn't really see it with Bolt because it was Bolt versus the clock, but um, I think we, there's an opportunity to get that because a lot of the races and a lot of competitions right now are very close. The men's sprints, every single one, super close. Anyone could win. And I can tell you right now, there's no way in hell all of them are best friends. It's just not possible. I mean, one thing that was cool I enjoyed seeing last year, Ronnie Baker doing a little, I don't know if Fred Curley should be doing this, uh, this 100 and then Fred Curley gets the, gets on the team, uh, and beats him in the trials. Like I wish that we had seen that 
like flush out a little bit more. I know it's a little different because you're both on Team USA, but but still, it would have been cool. And so I hope that we get more rivalries uh, in track and field. And um, yeah, so those are the eight things that I want to see. As a recap, uh, number one, more NFL players running in the 100. Number two, sports betting at track and field meets. Number three, Shakara Richardson winning a major, uh, a major meet. Number four, more head-to-head matchups. Number five, a professional track and field league emerging that is not USATF, World Athletics, or one of those. Number six, we want to see a signature shoe slash spike. Number seven, better meet directors. Come on, let's let's get this going, guys. And then number eight, let's see some more rivalries in track and field. And so wanna preface like I am a fan of track. Like, I'm not saying this to, you know, crap on our, our stuff because a few of these are problems that we're having. I'm saying this because I'm a fan and I want this sport to grow. There's potential for track and field to, okay, maybe not be a sport like the NFL and the NBA where it's a major sport, but I think that track and field could become what the MLS uh, is with soccer or what lacrosse could be like, there's potential for us to be, yeah, we might, we're not going to be the number one sport where everyone's talking about us, but we have potential to be something where there's a dedicated group of fans that never competed in college or don't have, uh, you know, maybe only ran in middle school and, and whatever, and you know has an opportunity to, to become fans or, or people that actually competed in your sport are fans of your sport. Like we have potential for that to be a thing. And I would like to see us um, really start to, to build on that because I am a huge fan of the sport. But what do you, what do you think? What are some stuff that we need to have in the 2022 season for track and field? What are you interested in? What are you excited for? Next week is the first major meet i guess you could say a lot of power five schools are competing so this saturday we're going to have a lot of things going on and then the weekend after on the 14th i believe it is is going to be another huge weekend for track and field so make sure that you you are watching those and tune into track world news our instagram page we're going to be posting a lot of stuff as news is coming in on highlights and all of that good stuff so Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Track World News. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to leave a like, subscribe, leave a review. only takes you a few seconds, but it really does mean the world to us. If you want more content, go and follow us on Instagram, at Track World News. We post a whole bunch of clips, highlights, and, and cool, fun graphics and stuff like that. Uh, my name's Colin. This has been an episode of Track World News. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.